welcome to our podcast of two fish and five loaves. We pray for edification, we pray for understanding, and we pray for a relationship in you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome to our podcast of Two Fish and Five Loaves, where we talk about our day-to-day experiences so we can get close to God. And sharing our experience today is a street, is a rapper, a Christian rapper, a street minister, a street prophet, Cornelius Boulder, and I'm happy to have you with us today. Say hello, my brother. What's going on, everybody? What's up? Uh, tell us, Tell us about your ministry. Oh, man. So my ministry... I minister through uh, Christian hip hop. That that's that's one of the main ways, one of the major ways that I minister. Um, you know, some people say I preach a little bit. I do a little bit of speaking and teaching. You know what I'm saying? Um, I also got a little show I decided to have. Um, you know, where God allows me to share thoughts that cross my mind, called scenario on the couch, man. So, you know what I'm saying? That that that's that's a little bit in a nutshell. Okay. All right. I know I know that God is using you. I've heard a couple of your episodes, and I've seen some of the things that you do. I know that you were a young man. First of all, tell us about uh, your background, and tell us something about your family life. Oh, man. So my background, okay, so my background, I come from a family. I'm a PK. That's something a lot of people don't know about me. I am a PK kid. Mm-hmm. Um I have a brother, a sister. Um, I lost my dad. He died when I was eight years old. Mm. Um, my my mother, you know, she held it down for us. Good, loving Christian woman who made sure I knew Jesus. And if I act like I didn't, if I act like I didn't know the word, I got beat with the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I geared off uh, from the path for a little bit, and the Lord brought me back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, tell tell us about your wife and your children. I know you're married. You have some beautiful children. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, see, see, um, so my wife, beautiful wife, uh, Shante Bolger. You know, we've been married going on close to 13 years now by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two sons. Uh, CJ is my oldest, and Josiah is my youngest, and they full of life, and it's such a blessing to see them, and it's such a blessing to see that. When you pour out what God pours in you, it shows up in them. So it's it's a great thing to watch the whole family. Mm, mm. I my first really my first question is, uh, I want you. What is your passion or your vision for ministry? Ah, uh, okay, okay. So my passion. Um, so let let me break let me break it down because those are two um good questions. My passion. I got a passion for people and I got a passion for music. I got, a, I got a passion for, for speaking. My whole ministry covers the things that I'm passionate about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the music, like, um, I got a love for music. I got a love for music, but I have a love for music to bring it in a way where, uh, non-traditional, uh, people who didn't grow up in the church will receive it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. because when when I was younger, um, I, I I didn't get a chance to see what I'm doing through music right now um, inside of the traditional uh, church. So, you know, normally I had a lot of homies and stuff, and we'd be outside listening to, you know, whatever the streets had to offer and what the streets had, and it, and it was molding and shaping our minds. I got a passion to remold and shape the young people's minds through hip-hop because the culture has been corrupted. Mm. It's been corrupted, contaminated, polluted, and the way you reshape it is it's almost like how they tell you, like, you take the flu shot, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny I'm talking about the flu shot, but you you know the flu shot is the flu. Mm-hmm. So the way the way that you stop the flu is the flu. So the mm. way you fix so the way you fix rap is through rap. Mm. You know, mm. you, go, you, you know. So that's, I'm passionate about you know that. Wow, that's 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 very that's very powerful. I like that the way you fix rap is through rap. Um, let me ask you another question. Um. How did you get started towards what God directed you to do? Because for that, I mean, there may be some other young individuals that may feel the urging that God is speaking to them to do something um, and may not feel that they'd have a way to do it. How did you yourself get started doing it? So, so I tell this story, um, this, this coincides with like my testimony of like really receiving Christ. So like, Mm -hmm. um, so I say around, this is how it went for me. 2005, I remember sitting in the car with my mother, and she was listening to a certain radio station. And I remember God clearly saying, you know, you're called to uh, you're called to reach out in this area. You're called to reach folk who wouldn't ordinarily listen to this. Mm-hmm. You're called to these people. So, all right, I heard the call. You know, I knew God, but I, I, I still wasn't all the way in. I was halfway in, halfway out. 2006, I just, you know, I kept going further and further out. And what happened was, I'm going I'm to try to condense this story, but it, it, it leads up to everything. Um, mm-hmm. One morning, I was at a friend's house. Um, the night before, I was, I was smoking weed and we was chilling. And I woke up. This is back, this is back in my weed-smoking Newport days. So, mm-hmm. um I woke up and I was on the way back to my mother's house and I was trying to light my Newport 100. But what happened was every time I tried to light this Newport 100, the wind kept blowing me back. Mm. And, it, and it was like, every time it was like, I kept walking and I try to light it and it blew me, it blew me back. Walk, blow me back, walk, blow me back, walk, blow me back. Not realizing that that was the hand of God at that time. So I mm. get to my mother's house and I go in the basement and I chill. Something said go upstairs. So I go upstairs, and my mother lets me know that the police have been looking for me every hour on the hour searching the house. Mm. So if I would have got to the house any sooner, I would have ran into the police, ran into custody, and, you know, I don't know where I would be from from that. So what happened was um, I decided to, 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 to get out of Philadelphia. I really ran from the cops. Now, I hopped in fences, but highway, I, I left Philadelphia. I ended up on a campus, and that campus that night, a college campus, was having what's called the lock-in. Now, I know you're familiar with lock-ins, right? That's when people go in there, and it's Jesus all night. It's, 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 you ain't getting nothing but Jesus in a lock-in. Mm-hmm. So I'm up there. I just happened to end up there that night for a lock-in. So I'm up there, 
And I'm in there, and that night I said, God, I give up. I can't do this no more. I just, I can't live like this. You got to have your way. It got to be your way. And the minute I said that, I remember a girl came up to me and said, you know, God, God got you. He's going to bring you through all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I came up there because I used to visit up there because it was a, a little Christian hip-hop group, and they just made, they made Christ look cool to me. Mm. I, I used to visit them from time to time. You know, I would be invited up there by my brother, and it was this group that just made them look cool. So it was a seed planted. You see, that that seed was there. You know, right. and by when I when I fully surrendered to Christ, that seed was watered. So what happened mm-hmm. was, one day they decided to have a, a concert, and they invited me to be a part of it. You know, freshly, newly in Christ, they invited me to be a part of it because I would rap with them sometimes. You know, even before I was saved, they were. They they wouldn't judge me. That's something that the, the church got to stop doing is when people ain't all the way in, stop judging them for what they say. They're going to say what sinners say. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they didn't judge me, but they let me hear what they had to say because that's nothing but seed plant. And they was a bunch of farmers, and that was fertile ground. So mm-hmm. um, when I got to the – by the time I got to the concert, I'm rapping gospel. But the enemy, it was such a fight. You know, I was debating. They say, hey, "Man, you 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 got a spot. You got a spot." And I and I and I just I just didn't understand it. But at the last minute, I said, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." And when I got up there, I felt the Lord say, "When that microphone got in my hand, you will call. Do this. Mm-hmm. You will call." And from that, that's what started. That's what started everything, man. That that's what mm-hmm. took me out, kept me mm-hmm. going. Now, I, now, now I know we sh- we share a similar story um, that you and I were. Born and brought up in the same church, not at the same time. Two different generations. My generation <laughs> right. is way before you. I mean, I think you came up with my nieces and nephew, right? Uh, my right. And my nephew, right? Um, so, so, but I know that my experience there that that I was I was running away from the experience, but God was continually pouring something inside of me that I would run away from or I would discount until there came a time when I needed it. And God brought all those things back to me. And God mm. brought all those songs, all those spiritual hymns, all of those experiences to validate that he has always been with me. Mm. So I think that some of the time that's a experience that we all go through. We all go through that, um, that Paul on the road to Damascus experience, that God sometimes knocks us down to illuminate us and tell us that he is God and he's the one in charge. And you spoke something very powerfully about about surrendering and, and, and giving up yourself. Most of us, a lot of people think that being a Christian is giving something up. No, they're wrong. Being a Christian or follower of Jesus Christ is giving yourself up. Right. That's what he wants. He doesn't want your things. He doesn't want your money. He doesn't want your clothes. He wants you. And and, and that's what you were talking about, of giving yourself up, you, that, that you were you were feeling all of these experiences with God was – Finally, what he wanted was you. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. Um, now, now, how do you see God using you? Yo, so you know what I'm saying. It's nothing but God. So, like the things I've seen through ministry, like all forms. So, like I, I was on this tour last year, and this mm-hmm. tour um, was called the Save a Life Tour. And this mm-hmm. tour, we went into the hardest part of the tri-state, 
Like we would go uh, to Camden and like the roughest, like 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 the roughest part, like you heroin needles, crack stems all over the ground, and we would mm-hmm. go out there. We do music and we would preach and we would minister to the folk, right? And mm-hmm. we go to these places, and you know, I would see the Lord when 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 I would do something, I would see the Lord just start drawing the crowd. Like one time, um. I was out there ministering and the cars would stop and mm. people would get out their cars mm. and they would want to see what was taking place and they would listen and they would, and they would come over and, 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 and ask us questions. Now this one time in Delaware, I'll give you this Delaware story too. Um, this, this is crazy. This, this is why you never know who's listening, especially doing, you understand doing street ministry. You never know mm. who's listening. It could be nobody standing in front of you, but you don't know who's listening from the window or, or wherever mm. they at. You never know. So um, we were in this park, and, like, in the park, we're ministering. People were shooting up heroin when we got there. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we're out there. I'm rapping, and, and I'm doing my thing, and I'm done, right? So I'm done. Mm-hmm. A couple other people going after me, right? But I step outside the park, and these two little kids ride over on a bike and say, yo, that was gospel rap? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah. And they said, can we have your information? you have any CDs? You know, just trying to grab the information, anything I had. So, you know, the Lord led me to give it to them because, you know, that might be their introduction, you know what I'm saying, to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, like, I gave it to them, and, like, I saw that. Then it's so many stories, like, effectively, like, even, uh, whew, man, it's, it's so many stories I can give you. Like, I see God use me through rap. I see God use me through uh for the couch i see god like here i'll give you another story this is a social media based story so um the end of last year um through a social media site they will post uh some of my raps you know raps without hooks are called freestyles so i will mm-hmm. put up some freestyles and like this one kid he, he he did not he was not a christian he was not a believer he was like yo like I, I had a video called You Lying. And in the beginning, I, I asked my friend, I said, yo, how many kids you think going to die this year because a fake rapper told them to pop their pistol? And my mm-hmm. friend said, well, you know, a whole lot going to die this year. And the guy I wrote underneath for that is this prophecy. And he sent me a, 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 a song where he was rapping about debating killing somebody. And he said that the video and the message and the whole freestyle changed his mind to put the weapon down and go a different direction. Good, good. Um, I I, I can see many, I hope that people can see all the areas um, that you are reaching, um, God, and it's not by anything by talent or not anything by you have this great gift, but it's by um, that you you have, you're being obedient to God. Yes, sir. By obedience to God that you know, if if you give yourself, God will take all of you and make you a great minister for Him. Um, and I think that's what a lot that's, that's a lesson of a lot of us. We don't have to be the greatest preacher in the word in the world, putting all these syllables together and rhyming like a Jesse Jackson. But you can have a powerful word and a powerful impact. You can have all the degrees, being a doctor, being a PhD, but be just as cold without and without Jesus. Um, it's the Holy Spirit that allows us to have that power 
and he gives us that power so that we can use it, not so that we put it on display, so that we can use it. Now, you were speaking a little while ago, something that I, that I strongly agree with, that the church can sometimes be a little bit too condemnational. We can we can condemn too much and too early and too quickly, and we can crush a, someone with a question or someone that has a yearning to understand, but they may not know everything that they need to know and may not even know the way to ask the question. But we, but we kind of, the church kind of put this cookie cutter presentation of people that they ought to say this, they ought to act this way, and they ought to be about this. Um, so my question to you is, how do you think the church would communicate better with those of your generation and younger? I think that the church um, will communicate better when they realize that the Bible says to conform to the image of Christ and not to the image of culture. Because mm. culture can be church culture. Like, mm -hmm. if you see, like, if you realize that that same young man with his hat to the side or, you know, back in the day, pants were sagging. People don't sag really much anymore. But, like, you know, if you see him dressed in, like, you know, street apparel, you know, if you see that person and you don't automatically classify them as somebody to write off, if you just would realize that, you know, this is who they are and if, if, if there's anything God wants them to change, if they are a believer, then God will, will, will do the work on the inside and then it will show up on the outside if that's what God wants, mm -hmm. you know. But, like, there are a lot of people, like, I'm going to break it down from a couple of different angles. There are certain people who they want this generation to conform to suit and ties and stuff like that. You know, where I was at, you know, suit and tie, they would have wrote me off immediately because I, like, I don't look like I belong there. Mm -hmm. You know, I look like everything else. I look like the stereo. I would have looked like the stereotypical preacher and when they see the stereotypical preacher, one thing they think of is give me money. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Unfortunately, that's what people think of. So they would have wrote me off. But by me standing there, sitting in being myself and, and, you know, looking like God wants me to look. Here's an example. So remember when David had to fight Goliath? Mm -hmm. David, remember, before David decided to be himself with his slingshot and his rock, what did he put on? He put on the armor of Saul, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fell off, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do nothing with that, could he? He could, yeah. he, he he was not going to be effective because right. that's not that is not what God told him to be or you. Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? If they would just trust, like communication means that we're opening up. Like like it's not like regular talking. Regular talking is how is the day? What's the weather? Communication is yo. Listen, trust me. If if you see the Jesus in me, in my life, and you see it in my spirit, don't look for it in my sneakers or my hat or my boots. Mm -hmm. Let the Jesus in me go out and affect who it needs to affect. The same way that uh, in previous generations, you know, nobody. Well, I don't really know because you know, but to my to, to my understanding, nobody stopped the brother in the Afro from preaching Jesus. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So let let people trust, have trust. Let people be who God calls them to be. Everybody and, and everybody's not called to reach the same um, people. Paul and Peter, mm -hmm. 
Paul and Peter wasn't called to go the same direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Paul can't conform Peter to to to, to 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 Peter, and Peter can't make Paul be you know you know you know that that whole scenario right there. You gotta let people be who they called to be, but trust the Jesus and the God in them. If you trust mm-hmm. the God in them, in this generation of people, then you'll let them be them. Uh, in in their dress clothes, because if you're talking about the church generation communicating to this church generation, we've already learned discretion. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? So we, you know, you shouldn't be out there looking like a prostitute. You know what I'm saying? Or or God knows what and who did it and why. You know, you shouldn't mm. be out there looking like that. But there is a fashion, there is a culture, there is a way that we dress, there is a way that we talk, there is a way that we move. If the church is not prepared, it, let me put it like this. If the church has a problem with a young man, and unfortunately, this is true. If they have a problem with a young man, fresh off the street, sitting down, listening to word with his hat on, if, if, if the whole church is distracted by his hat, mm-hmm. then don't be, then be prepared to, to get ready to close your church down. Mm. Mm. So they're, focus, they're focusing on the wrong thing. Right. The soul is right. there. Mm-hmm. You you can work on the hat later. Let let God work mm-hmm. on the hat. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if if a young man sat out in the church with a tattoo and he had on a, a tank top, mm-hmm. if, if the first thing you do when you see that young man is, is go find a cover or or or, 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 or brother no goods a church jacket and throw it over him, how is he supposed to feel? Mm. He's supposed to feel rejected, right? Why does he want to come back for? What does yeah. it make him come back? Very good point. Um, now, let, let me ask you another question. What would you say to a young person struggling to find a relationship with God? Now, uh, when you say that one, are you talking about a young person because they exist in both realms that's in the church? Or no, on the street. Somebody, home. somebody that doesn't have any church experience. Okay, if I was um somebody that's struggling to understand God, well, one thing that I would immediately um go to is the fact that there's going to come a point in the time of their life where they start to question why are they here. Mm-hmm. We all go through it. That's that's you know what I'm saying that is a universal question that is asked and and is. Deeper into your teenage years, as you go, I think around 18, you start to question, why am I here? You know, and it's like, if you can't find any reason why you're here, you know, what happens is you start to do anything. That's one of the reasons why certain kids can go either way. It doesn't matter because they don't understand what life is. So, like, I would kind of come to them like, yo, like, you're created for a reason. There's a purpose for you being here, and if you connect with God, you can find out what it is because the plan that you have, you know, is okay, but there's a reason why you're here. So only way you want to know that reason and that plan is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. because if you don't get this plan, you know, taking it from somebody with experience, there's going to come a point in time in your life where you start to feel that place in your life, that void that you're going to feel with a whole bunch of other things that won't make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you can't figure out why you're here, 
you're going to take yourself out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens to so many people. Like, they can't figure out why they're here or they think that it doesn't matter why they're here. You know what I'm saying? And I tell people all the time, I tell them, you know, God, there's a plan for your life and you don't want to miss it. And I and I would really push that purpose that you're here for a reason. And the only reason you want to know why you're here is to have a relationship with Jesus. I, I like 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 you take like if you create it like I get this example to kids a lot. And and I give this example. This is what I get on my kids. If if you created a car, right? Right. And you created that car to go from point A to point Z, to pick people up and drive them from here to here, right? That's why you created this car. But you go outside one day and you see your car dancing. That that thing is pop locking. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's dancing. You didn't create that car to do that. But the car started winning pop locking championships. You didn't create it to do that. That car mm-hmm. started getting awards. You didn't create it to do that. That car does everything but what you created it to do. Mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, as the creator, are you happy with your creation? Mm. Mm. So what's going to happen at the end with that creation? No matter what award it has, no matter how much money it has, no matter how much fame and notoriety it has here, it does everything but what you created it to do. Mm. It, 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 there, there's nothing that is going to satisfy. You, it's going to, you know, it, it, it's going to get destroyed. And I tell people, listen, you have, you're here for a reason. Find out what that reason is. Follow the plan that God has for you because it's bigger than what you know. Mm-hmm. You're here for a reason. The challenges you face, the things you go through, the personality you have is given to you for a reason. Mm, very good point. Very good point. Um, now, if someone listening tonight is kind of affected by um, this conversation, how would they get in touch with you or how would they follow you? They could follow me on um I'm on Instagram at everyday scenario eight seven. Um I got two Facebook pages. Um one is called Scenario Bolger that on Facebook that's S C E N A R I O B O L G E R on Facebook. And then I also have an Everyday Scenario 8-7 page on Facebook as well. And then, um, you know, if they just want to get in contact with me, i got an email address. They can email me at everydayscenario1987 at gmail.com. And definitely they can get in touch with me uh, like that. Okay, great. I know know that you and I were recently having a conversation about – encouraging people and so i want to encourage any listener of this um podcast today to connect up with scenario i mean if you if you you know you're, you're not crazy about the connecting with some of those old people you can connect <laughs> up with scenario because uh you know he, he hopefully that you're, you're you're like what he's saying a lot better than what else what uh some of the older people are saying and i say all the time that uh you know, some people may like my voice, um, but uh, scenario, you can reach a whole lot more people than I, than I ever will. And um, I, I pray, I pray blessings on you and your family, and I pray that God continues to use you 
and it's been a joy having you today. Same here. And something I want to say, too, is I believe the kingdom of God is when the older and the younger work side by side. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I believe. And I believe that, like, when you get that and you get that kind of unity, you unstoppable because the younger get to hear the wisdom and, and, and you know, also encourage because as long as you're being obedient to God, no matter what age you are, he don't take your purpose away. And he does not take your effectiveness, you know. So we're all reaching, in my opinion, who we're supposed to reach, you know what I'm saying? And to encourage each other, we're all on the same team, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't be in the Eagles locker room with a, uh, with a uh, you know, Los Angeles Raiders jersey on. We're like, oh, what's going on here? We all got on the same jersey, on the same team, and we all – to push each other forward. Great, great, great. I want to thank you for being with me today. And I want to thank you people for listening to this podcast. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Have a great day and a better tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Our prayer is that you return and listen to our additional episodes. God bless you. Have a great day.